a long time and like I would never listen to them willingly but they were always on the radio when I was in like fifth year on a TXFM and my god they fucking blow see I was just kind of under the opinion that like uh, they're just a band made up for like the movie it's just a stupid <laughs> fake name I had no idea they were real but according to you and Elliot Page they suck so. yeah they and whew, Elliot Page and I you know, it's like the handshaking meme. Cold rap fucking suck. Hello and welcome to a free bean salad presents the 365 days of salad. Trigger warnings for the movie covered in this episode. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's there's intense torture. Uh, no, mo- uh, admittedly, mostly psychological. Uh, yeah. References to suicide. Uh, references to castration, specifically. Yeah. Uh, and... I think, I think it's fair to say an overarching sort of theme of pedophilia. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and the bad stuff that kind of beca- gets associated with that. Thankfully, none of which is really shown in the film. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we watched Hard Candy, the 2005 uh, film starring Elliot Page, Patrick Wilson, and Free Bean Salad favourite Sandra Oh, who <laughs> gets third billing despite being in the film for all of 20 seconds. <laughs> that being said, I can't, you know, there's not really any other there's, characters. There's like... Janelle who's in the film for like two seconds. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I think I think Sandra Oh's uh, third billing is. I think it's warranted. justified. Yeah, I think it's absolutely I mean, I'd, I'd argue there should really only be two people billed for this film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, anyway, uh, th- as this is big talk, where, as we know, uh, answers cannot be longer than the question, Jack, do you recommend this film? Yeah. Yeah, me too. With yeah. the same, you know, reservations that come with just about every film this year, that, you know, <laughs> it's not a pleasant film, but... Good film. I think it's a, a really, really good film. Okay. Pretty pretty damn good. The only film so far this year you've gotten higher than a 5 out of 10. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was a, a strong 8. Probably on the 9 side of 8 Ooh. as well. I, I, it's, this is a big favourite of mine. Like a lot of the films this year, I've got this at a solid 10. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's probably closer to a 9 than an 11, but hey, look. my rating system doesn't go to 11. So... <laughs> No, but but these do. Mm. These go to eleven. <laughs> ha, ha. <laughs> I'm still pissed that Letterboxd doesn't let you rate Spinal Tap eleven. Like it I seems know, like it seems right? like one of the Easter eggs that they do. Like how with Portrait of a Lady on Fire, the rating instead of stars is flames. Yeah. Like it strikes me that they'd have an eleven rating for Spinal Tap. Like I know that actually, if they logged it as that, it would completely fuck up their rating algorithm. <laughs> but if it was just like a cosmetic thing and it was the equivalent of a ten, yeah, you know, like... ten, but make it louder. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting off topic already. Um. Where do we go from here? Brief synopsis of uh, the goings on. Sure. So obviously, spoilers. Obviously. Uh, so it starts off. You're in a you're in a little little aim chat. Remember that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're so old. Uh, we're between uh, a uh, what we later find out to be a fourteen year old uh, person. Uh, Again, gonna be using he/they pronouns because those are Elliot Page's preferred pronouns. Now, obviously, this was pre-transition, and the character is, for all intents and purposes, a cis woman. But mm-hmm. still, he/they pronouns out of respect. Uh, if you have a problem with that, uh, 
I'm I'm very sorry. Uh, Take a running jump. Uh, no. <laughs> let's 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 never. Uh, I forget what the name of the law is, but it's uh, never attribute to malice what can reasonably mm. be attributed to ignorance. So uh, yeah, take a running, take a running jump. jump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that upsets you, I'm surprised you've listened this far mm. because we've literally had this exact same conversation last episode. Uh, yeah, obviously worth noting that since we are human and therefore fallible. Uh, I, I may slip up from time to time and accidentally refer to Elliot Page's character by she/her pronouns, uh, because my brain is stupid. Uh, please don't hold this against me. So anyway, Elliot Page's character Haley. Uh, is is a fourteen year old meets up with a thirty something man, uh, eighteen years older than her. I think it's stated at one point. Uh, so I'm bad at math. Thirty uh, <laughs> something year old man. I can't be bothered to work it out. Uh, played by Patrick Wilson. Uh, you know they're chatting online, uh, getting quite uncomfortably flirtatious. Uh, meet you know they meet up at a coffee shop, and they get talking about music. And she's talking about a concert she regrets missing. He says. Hey, I've uh, got, got got a recording of that at home, and uh, just quietly in the background, while this fucker here was looking at his phone, there's uh, an important detail. There's a missing persons poster for a young girl named Donna Maurer. Sorry, Mr. Holman. May I may I raise my hand and and just make something very clear? No. Please. Fine. I was looking at my phone because I was figuring out. Uh, how long there was between this movie <laughs> and I downloaded a ghost. Uh, it's two years. Two years yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, they go back to Jeff's house uh, and start making screwdrivers, which bit bit iffy for a, a mm. the four, fourteen year old mm. and an older man. But whatever. No, it doesn't go straight to screwdrivers though. Jeff offers uh, Haley a drink in the first place, which Haley declines because. Yep. They teach us young things not to drink anything we haven't mixed ourselves. And so Haley goes and pre- prepares the two of them some screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. That's an important detail. Yep, I was, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, and Yep, he's a photographer. A lot of his models are young women, like very young women. Uh, Underage women. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's the, it's the industry, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh which is, you know, this is completely off topic, but like, well, it's not completely off topic, but it's completely off topic of the synopsis of the film. Can I talk for a second about how fucking uncomfortable I'm, I'm growing more and more as I grow older with porn using teen as a as a term? Dude, it's that's, like that. That's ne- never should have. Uh, because you see, yeah. the thing is, when I look at that, my human brain doesn't think eighteen or nineteen year old. My brain thinks. That's a child. Yeah. Which, what disturbs me most is that I get the feeling that's probably the point. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's fucking gross. There's, a, I mean, like we could, I feel like it's a whole other podcast to go into uh, your specialist area, pornography, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's what kind I'm of for. the, uh, you know, the weird implications of how it's kind of sold, or <sighs> you know, you know, not not necessarily monetarily sold. But sold as yeah. uh, 
like advertised. Yeah, exactly, exactly what I'm saying. I think it was Goldie Hawn that said in film there are three ages. For women there's secretary, mistress, and driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> in porn there are two ages. There's teen and milf. Yeah. That's 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 it. That's yeah. the, those and if there, if you're in that middle ground there's unless you have like a specialist area, unless you got like you know, big boobs or what have you or, or certain like skills if you're a Linda Lovelace you know unfortunately uh, but yeah if, you, if you're just in that middle ground there's no work for you it's a uh, I'll, de- I'll defend you know pornography as a concept but I will generally not defend the industry no the industry is pretty depraved and pretty not good as I believe it was Karl Marx that said Industry bad, actually. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the synopsis of the film. So, uh, you know, they're talking, and Haley says, "Hey, why don't you shoot me? Why don't you take some photographs of me?" And Jeff, at this point, starting to feel a little woozy, uh, and you know, he snaps at her, and he's you know, feeling woozy, and he falls unconscious, and. He wakes up tied to a chair, and as Haley so rightly says to him, uh, that advice about never drinking anything you haven't mixed yourself is good advice for everyone. Mm. Uh, so she starts accusing him of pedophilia, which is, uh, I mean, I suppose not entirely unjust. No. I mean, it's a, he's a creep, certainly. That's, that's kind of all we know at this point, is that he's a bit of a creep and a photographer, so like he is probably a sex offender of some sort. <laughs> Uh, not to not to not to paint with a broad brush, but all photographers. <laughs> no, no. Hashtag not all photographers. Uh, there is, you know, of course, the obvious detail that he has brought an underage person yeah, to his that's... house and could and just like casually. Like... I I think grooming is the word. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very much the word. I mean, except for the fact that, you know, I mean, she, you can argue she did orchestrate this, but also, as she so rightly says, he is the adult in this situation. Yeah. When a child says, let's make screwdrivers, you, you, you take, take the, the alcohol, alcohol away. away. You don't encourage it. Yeah. When a child acts flirtatious, you ignore it, you don't encourage it. I could dance with you, honey, if you think it's funny. Does your mother know that you're out? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she starts accusing him of being a pedophile, and slowly but surely things start to slip out, and you know secrets here and there. Eventually, she finds uh, a hidden safe that the combination is the date that he first either shot, had sex with, or both uh, a young model mm. whom he is still apparently very hung up on, yeah, obsessed with. Even that's that's the word I'd use. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the combination of the, you know, that date, and inside is, we're never explicitly shown, but I think it's, a, it, it's very heavily implied to be child pornography. Yeah. Uh, and a picture of Donna Maurer, the missing girl, uh, and when he finds this, he tries very, very hard to escape, uh. And is, uh, yeah, is, is, is then tied to a table, and... Uh, told, hey, you're gonna be castrated. <laughs> yeah, a, a preventative maintenance. <laughs> uh, Bag of ice on his balls uh, to numb him, uh, and not much. Else. Oh, and some vodka to stop any infection, obviously. Okay, yeah. And obviously, you know, had to shave. You know, don't want any hair getting in the incisions. 
Uh, this man was very uncomfortable watching this. I mean, so was I, but I've seen it many times yeah. before. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, obviously I'm going to be skipping over huge swaths of the dialogue, which, you know, is, it's a primarily dialogue-driven film. It's a uh, bit like a play in that way, the fact that it's... I know. could totally see this being done on stage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's got, like, a limited kind of... Um, I mean, it What's... basically takes place in one room. It basically takes place in one room. Like, the setting does not change drastically throughout the yeah. uh, the movie. There's predominantly only two characters. And like you say, it's mostly kind of dialogue-based. It's like, a, a, you know, the tension is all built primarily through little bits coming out in drips and drabs. Through, like, yeah. you know, Jeff's kind of panic state getting fucking more and more elevated. Yep. Uh, so, anyway... Uh... <laughs> He's shown, he, you know, Haley hooks up a camera uh, to show the, uh, Jeff being castrated, and he's showing what is purported to be a live video feed of his own castration. Uh, however, he, he later does get loose and finds out that the entire castration was faked. Uh, so, yeah, basically just a, a big old psychological, psychological, psychological torture, like I said, this... Very little actual physical torture in the movie, uh, aside from the tasings. Uh, and, uh, well, it's, it's never explicitly stated, but at, at the... When Jeff first wakes up, tied to the chair, Haley sprays something in his mouth. I'm guessing just some, like, cleaning fluid. Yeah, when he's busy, he starts screaming, and Haley's like, Say, uh, do that again, and next time it'll be bleach. Later in the film, we do see Haley spraying stuff in his mouth, so it could it could be bleach that time. Who's to say? Could be. Uh, but anyway, at this point, Haley is you know typing out fake suicide notes and trying to account for you know all of the evidence of struggle and this that and the other, uh, and also calls the girl that uh, Jeff has been hung up on. Uh, and says, there's been an incident here, I'm with the police, I need you to come immediately, mm -hmm. and, you know, so we can keep this out of the newspapers and blah blah blah. Uh, and, you know, continue struggling with Jeff. A couple neighbours come by, you know, get vaguely suspicious, you know, raise the tension a little, even mm -hmm. though it admittedly doesn't amount to much. Sandro selling Girl Scout cookies. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and eventually Jeff does get loose, and has just basically a full-on fucking breakdown. Mm -hmm. uh, follows Haley up to the roof, and Haley issues him an ultimatum. Says, "Either you can kill yourself, and I will get rid of all of the evidence, uh, and people just think that you're some sad man, and people will feel sorry for you, and that'll be that. Or you cannot kill yourself, and then when Janelle gets here, I'll tear off my clothes and run naked into her arms, and." You know, you'll go to jail, ruin your career, this, mm -hmm. that, and the other. Uh, and yeah, eventually, she, uh, Haley, just basically comes clean, reveals that they've, you know, been basically fabricating everything all along. Their name probably isn't even Haley. You know, they they haven't revealed any details of their life. Uh, and yeah, basically, Jeff knows nothing actually about them. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jeff puts on a noose, kills himself. Haley says, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. He kills himself. Haley leans over the ledge of the house and just says, or not. Mm. 
Such a great finishing line. It's so cold. So, so cold. That's that's hard candy. Yeah. Uh, it's uh it's it's a film, alright. It's a bloody good film. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised a film that you liked. I mean, you don't usually like films. No, as a if you were to look at my letterbox, you would think that I'm a person who watches a lot of films and hates the majority of them. Yeah, Mister, I've got Rocky at a two out of ten. I've got Freddy got fingered at a ten out of ten. <laughs> Someone liked one of my Freddy got fingered reviews yesterday. It's the one that. From when I watched it on my on my birthday, <laughs> uh, the, the time where it went into your favorite films. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite review of that film from me is still one star for each stage of grief. <laughs> um, God, I didn't take any notes for this film because I was just enjoying it so damn much. I kind of didn't want to look away, except for when I did look away to <laughs> to see. Enjoy well, is an odd word to use. Like, mm. like pretty much every film we've watched this year, this this isn't an enjoyable watch. No, it's a, it's by no means easy. Uh, it's an engrossing uh, watch. Engrossing, an engaging yeah. watch. Engrossing is definitely the word. I did just feel like really invested in it. I'm just like, because I feel like it pulls... So many, uh, kind of switcheroos right out of the gate as well, but it never, it doesn't feel overdone. Like obviously, there's the initial switcheroo of, oh, like you know, Haley has spiked Jeff. Haley's actually the one in charge here. The power dynamic has shifted completely in the first like fifteen minutes. Of the as movie. Roger Ebert said in his review, it's the quote classic porno scenario. Oh my god, did he actually say that? His exact words. Classic porno scenario oh of a domineering my god. woman. Oh my god, Roger. I think he gave this film three and a half out of four. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> no, he was like, oh, it's, it's, the classic, it's the classic porno scenario of a dominant woman. Oh my god, Roger. Oh, oh my god! Oh god! Oh, oh, no! Oh, I've lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting, Roger. Oh That's my our, god! Uh, that's our Roger Ebert quote out of the way for the week. You know the way the point of this whole season is that you br- break me down psychologically with movies that you think I'm gonna like be have a visceral reaction to. It's not. Gonna, it's gonna be Roger. Roger's the <laughs> one that's gonna break me. What the fuck? What the fuck? Remember, to quote Roger Ebert, I'm not a breast fetishist. I'm a cleavage fetishist. <laughs> What was I talking about? <laughs> switcheroos. The switcheroos. I feel like there's so many movies where, like, there's, uh, you know, and even, like, books as well, where, where like, you know, one twist is plenty, and even if it's not, and often it's not done very well, mm. but this has a good few kind of little twists, and each one kind of is very purposeful and feeds, like, the yeah. drama of the film and the detention in really meaningful ways. I really fucking love that about it. Mm. Like, you know, so there's uh, Haley initially spiking. There's the castration is even a little twist in itself that it's not 
it's not even happened. Um, and we've been grimacing for absolutely no reason, basically. Mm. There's... Uh, the film forces you into the position of the fucking pedophile possible murderer. <laughs> I left that out of the synopsis. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing with the murder of Donna Maurer. Uh, he's, Jeff is constantly saying throughout the film, I didn't kill her, I didn't kill her, I didn't kill her. And not really elaborating any more on that. And then at the very end, right before he kills himself... He says, I didn't kill her, I just watched. I just wanted to take pictures, I can lead you to the guy who did it. And Haley says, I know his name. Aaron told me you did it before he killed himself. Mm. And again, another great fucking twist right at the end of the end of the plot. It's like, because the, throughout the whole uh, movie, one question I get coming back to is like, how is Haley anticipating like his every move? And the answer is... Haley's been through all this already with a different guy, with the mm. other guy behind uh, Donna's murder. And so, you know, knows what to anticipate. And even there's that scene after the castration where Jeff, you know, Haley leaves the room and goes, I'm going to take a shower. Uh, Jeff wriggles loose, discovers he's not been castrated, goes into a frenzy, goes straight to the bathroom. With... No, no, he goes to the phone, dials dials oh, 911, yeah. doesn't hit call, instead closes the phone and then goes into the bathroom with a knife. Yeah, uh, at which point he tears down the shower curtain, Haley's not in the shower, it's empty, it's just running. Haley comes up behind him with a taser. It's like, you know, every move has been like plotted out and... It's very evident that Haley's learned from dealing with Aaron. Like by the end, you kind of come to that realization. Aaron and God knows how, how many possibly before this. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. I f- I would like to address the the gold trap hate because I, <laughs> I love I love that so much. Just that um, you know, it, the way it even plays into Haley describing to Jeff how he's been played along like the whole time, even. Mm. Before they met in person, Haley's like I said, a alternate accounts and different forms. And every time you were, you would like every time you realized one of them was older than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and you know stuff like I've I've mentioned some obscure band like Goldfrapp or some shit, and you know you wouldn't uh, reply that straight away. Just a few minutes, you know, just enough time for you to look them up online, and then <laughs> the ultimate twist. Haley fucking hates Goldfrap. Amazing, beautiful, exquisite. You'll you'll testify to the fact that I held my arms in the air and went, "Yeah, fuck Goldfrap." I can testify. That's the point where you were like, "I don't give a shit about any of this film's politics." <laughs> Haley is correct. <laughs> we should probably talk about the 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 politics of it. I mean, you know, there's always going to be discussion of it. Capital punishment with shit like this and yeah, the it's... ethics thereof. As I said to you while watching, and as I said in my review, it's difficult, especially as a neurodiverse individual, to differentiate between your view of what's right and wrong in an ideal world and what's right and wrong in the horrible, fucked up world we live in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I'll I'll say straight away, I don't think any system with capital punishment is. A correct system, uh, you know that no ideal world would ever include capital punishment, uh, and I do tend to follow 
you know, to, to quote Fritz Lang's M, send sick people to doctors, not executioners. But at the same time, as Haley points out quite well in this film, when Jeff is like, uh, you know, it'll ruin my career, ruin my life, and Haley says, well, how bad will it be really? You know, oh, maybe you'll go to therapy, you know, some support groups, medication. Uh, oh, it'll ruin my career. Well, didn't Roman Polanski just win an Oscar? Yeah. And, like, it's true. The fucking wealthy, you know, men, uh, mm. especially wealthy white men, it would seem, uh, the system is built for them. It's yeah. built to protect abusers in power, not to protect victims. And as a result, while for legal reasons I can't condone any sort of illegal behavior... That's why some people might see occasional vigilante justice as not the worst thing in the world. Again, obviously, in an ideal world, bad. In an ideal, and you know, in an mm. ideal world, you know, I would be, you know, not getting cucked while, you know, I, while my wife's busy fucking other men because I'm busy in the kitchen crying about due process. But, uh, yeah, like, like you know, some people would say, hey, maybe. You know, maybe don't you know go into people's homes and get them to kill themselves without due process. <laughs> but it's it's a fucking it's a complicated one, and it's one where it's it's a film that almost encourages a sort of sense of cognitive dissonance in me because it is it's I both agree and I mean I'm I'm fundamentally not for Jeff, but I <laughs> yeah. I both agree and disagree with. Haley's politics and you know cognitive dissonance is uncomfortable and in that sense it's a film that is I have to give it props for ev invoking this you know visceral emotional reaction in me and yeah it's just it's it's not pleasant to think about it asks a lot of hard questions and mm. then goes to the audience and says well you figure it out yeah I'm I'm just a fucking movie. I'm not I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to show you a series of events. You make of it what you will. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is such a tricky one because again, like you say, I definitely wouldn't be. Uh, not definitely not pro Jeff or people like Jeff in real life. Obviously, um, uh, that being you know, predominantly adult men, predominantly adult white men. Who have a bit of money and a bit of fucking sway and abuse that power that they have because of societal reasons, you know. It's just kind of imbued upon them. Uh, but I also don't agree with capital punishment. I, I think that, that's, uh, you know, that's state-sanctioned murder, basically. If you know, <laughs> The 10%, 90% thing, we've been over this in previous episodes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then there's, like, the third element of, like, I can't disavow the anger and upset mm. that, you know, victims of abuse feel and, you know, how, you know... Especially when nothing is done about their Yeah, when, when we kind of ha uh, live under a political system where nothing is done about that. And again, this has come up before on the show. In Ireland, there are so many cases of, you know... Well documented cases of abuse being totally well documented cases of rugby players. I mean abuse, <laughs> <laughs> just being totally, totally mishandled. And yeah. so you know, I can't, 
I, I can't argue with anyone who thinks that uh, Haley's actions are justified in this movie because I'm like, yeah. yeah, fuck, I get it. Like, if, like, I, I totally understand that kind of level of anger and that level of upset and just disen, uh, disenfranchisement. Uh, being being so disenfranchised with the kind of justice system that uh, you would rather kind of see someone take into their own hands. It's like, I can't, you know, I, I don't really know if there is a, a right answer either which way, but I can't, yeah, I can't bash anyone that thinks Haley's accent actions Absolutely. are totally justified. Cause Absolutely. like, I mean, I'm, I probably, yeah, this, if we're looking at the film as is, it's like, yeah, I'm team Haley yeah. through and through. But in the real world, would I vouch for that kind of behavior? Not really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same camp where I can't condone it, but I can understand it. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, it's a tricky one. But, but and again, yeah. and again, it's yeah, you know, like we always say, what you fucking bring to a film is as important as what it gives to you, because. I'm sure there's a, an off. I'm sure if the, I I haven't looked, but I'm sure that if I went through the lowest ratings on Letterboxd, there'd be a lot of people going, well, this is just awful. This is just a movie about a horrible teenager torturing a man with no evidence. Uh, this, is, this is so... This is groomer propaganda. This, this is so cancel culture. This is so cancel culture, bro. Uh, as, yeah. a, as a wise Letterboxd reviewer once said, this is what Promising Young Woman thinks it is. <laughs> Except this movie doesn't end with, spoiler alert for Promising Young Woman, 7 out of 10, yeah, it's, it's so-so. Uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> this movie doesn't end with the cops saving the day. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't end with our... I, I guess protagonist would be the word uh, uh, dying uh, well I, I suppose possibly uh, no, protagonist doesn't necessarily it's an important thing you'll learn this in any like uh, fiction class protagonist doesn't necessarily mean hero just mm -hmm. means the person you follow Sim similarly antagonist doesn't mean villain necessarily just means opposite to the person you follow mm -hmm. uh, so uh, arguably Jeff is the protagonist <laughs> In fear, like I say, in the castration scene, uh, well, castration scene, you know, we're led to believe Jeff is being castrated, and in that sense, we're kind of in his position, you know, we're forced as an audience into his position, where we're kind of forced to, you know, ex experience it with the lack of information that he has, so in a sense, I suppose we are following him? Yeah, you know, whenever I mean, Haley runs off somewhere, we don't. The camera doesn't follow Haley. Exactly, it sticks yeah, with Jess. So I guess in that sense, he is the protagonist. But again, not hero. No. Yeah. Uh, something we haven't touched on as well is during the castration scene, we are given another kind of another thing that kind of semi complicates matters and kind of comes into the whole idea of um, cycles of abuse being self. Uh, perpetuating I mm. guess because uh, as a basically cry for help Jeff tells Haley that he was abused as a kid whether or not it's true is never really revealed to us mm. but he was abused by an aunt of his I believe yeah. um, 
and it's kind of not brought up again, but it does. I think well, it's, it's mentioned a few times. Is it mentioned a few times? Like uh, you know, remember. like uh, I think after the castration, Haley says, "What would you say if your aunt was here now?" Oh, and yeah. he says, I, "I'd say help a teenager cut off my balls, call the police." <laughs> Uh, just a bit of comic relief. <laughs> and then Post-castration. He, he later says, uh, I was at her funeral and I told the daughter about it and she didn't believe me. And again, just another fucking nod to, hey, people don't fucking believe victims of abuse. Especially if the purported abuser is someone close to them, not looking at any Johnny Depp fans in particular. <laughs> I'm not, I'm gonna gonna make a a, a a bold move. Let's not bring that up. No, no, I'd rather not. That whole thing is domestic abuse trials are not for your fucking entertainment. No, I will. I will. They're not for anyone's entertainment. I will. I will bring up one thing just because it made me particularly sick. Uh, a thumbnail of a YouTube video I saw of. Uh, I think I know what you're gonna say, but go on. Of. You know the 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 woman in the case. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know the, the the images of her crying. Uh, while I, I'm fairly certain the testimony was uh, her claiming to have been sexually assaulted uh, by the man in the case. Uh, and either side of it was two people covering their mouths, laughing with mm-hmm. uh, laughing emojis in the thumbnail as well, and uh, just woman in the case bad acting in court lmao and just like hey the, even if this person was lying that's still stories of sexual abuse that you're laughing at yeah. and it's good to know that all these people are outing themselves that believing victims is apparently conditional on the abuser n- not being someone you like yeah oh man it's almost like it's internalized misogyny or something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> almost. Oh man. Back to back to hard candy. Uh, good movie. Hard movie. Good movie. Candy movie. Candy movie. Good movie. Um. Oh yeah, and at one point, uh, Elliot Page says, "Uh, you downloaded a little girl." Yeah. Uh, so yeah. just to, just to tie back into <laughs> Elliot, P- it was oh it was an obvious nod from Elliot Page to the the start of their career. <laughs> yeah, and uh, another nod to the start of their career when uh, they started smoking loads of hash. Obviously, a nod to Trailer Park Boys, of course. Yeah. Um, and of course, another nod to the start of their career when they wore a red hood at the end, like they did in Juno, <laughs> which, as we know, came <laughs> out after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Apparently, that was uh, that that wasn't like an intentional visual motif. Uh, like you, really? you'd figure it would be, like obviously the Red Riding Hood thing, mm. but. Uh, no, apparently they said to Elliot, you know, bring in something from your wardrobe, and that's just what they brought in. That, and the, I mean, like, that's, like, so synonymous with the movie, I feel like, with the cover art and everything, is the fucking bear trap with, you know, presumably Elliot Page in the red hood in it's, the center of it. Yeah, it's one of those cases that, uh, I think we could both relate, it was right next to RV in, uh, <laughs> in those old DVD rental racks. Yeah, yeah. Which is so, but it doesn't even work alphabetically. No, <laughs> but they were right next to each other. Where's G through S? No. <laughs> um, 
we haven't mentioned there's obviously very like dramatic shifts of uh color grading in certain scenes mm. during this which is such a I'm gonna say a, a very bold fucking move, and again, it, I, it... Yeah, it's almost like the person that directed this directed nothing but music videos yeah. prior to this. <laughs> it's um, I don't know, yeah, it just like really bold because obviously it's fucking jarring as hell the first time it happens, which is when Jeff starts getting woozy and hmm. fucking passes out. The the I think like the image is like real saturated or something like that. Yeah. It just looks like fucking garish. And it's um, constantly going in and out of focus and all that. You know, the usual movie synonym for I'm drugged. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the first time it happens, is like, oh, what the fuck? Something wrong with the... No, Telly's not wrong. The movie's meant to be doing this. And um, later in the film, we see Haley wrapping fucking cellophane around um, Jeff's head to choke him out. Mm. And it, the picture goes real dull like real grey toned I guess and again just su- such a dramatic shift and I feel like it. it's I don't know how they managed it but I feel like in another film I would hate that but in this it works so well it's the same as like with the, the kind of multiple little twists amping up tension it kind of works on a same kind of principle in some way I can't quite figure it out, but I feel like the the two are kind of part of the same mechanism in my head when they both happen. Uh, mm. I just think it was, I just thought it was great. I was like, uh, fuck, that actually worked really well. And I think in a in the hands of a different director, of a different editor, it could have been a fucking bad move. So anyway, moving back to big talk, where, as you know, answers cannot be longer than the questions. Okie dokie. <laughs> and we ask only big questions very quickly. Should all paedophiles inherently be jailed? Yes or no? Oh, come yes on. Yes or no? No. You heard it here first. Jack Rodden supports paedophiles. No, because, uh, you know what I'm going to say. Like, uh, like you said. Come on, this is big talk. <laughs> as... Mr. Fritz Lang said, you know, send sick people to... Doctors, not executioners. Doctors, not executioners. Fantastic the... film, by the way, Fritz Lang's M. Highly recommend it to everyone. Uh, Peter Lorre, performance of a lifetime. Uh, yeah, I just, I think, first of all, I don't agree with, like, the kind of modern prison industrial complex, the way the prisons are operated, pretty much world... For profit. Yeah, for profit. I mean, it's less of an... It's almost like there's an incentive to keep people in prison so (laughs) that they keep making money and also can be used for cheap labour. Yeah, it's less of a thing here in Little Ireland. I mean, the prison system here is far from perfect. Far, far from it. But obviously the fucking... At least one of the big players in the world in terms of prison industry is America and that's completely profit driven and that's sickening that's like that's that's like slavery and you know that's not good that's not right if you want Americans to abolish the death penalty just remind them that live prisoners make better slaves I mean workers (laughs) (laughs) it's like I yeah I think where I come to with it is I fundamentally disagree with the uh, way 
prisons work, and by extension, I don't think pedophiles should go to prison. I don't think most people should go to prison. I think there has to be different ways of handling these things that are mm. just... I know, I just feel like prison is an inhumane way of dealing with, like, any sort of misdemeanor. There's got to be a better way. And obviously, again, this comes back to the whole, if someone were to come to me and say, my daughter was abused by a pedophile and that guy's in prison, I'm happy about it. I don't have a comeback to that. I'm like, I, all I could say is, okay, like, yeah. You, in our you, current you, system, that's probably the best thing that can happen. Exactly, yeah, that's it. It's like, um... If that's brought you some level of peace, I'm happy for you. I disagree with the the politics of it, but like, yeah, under but our current I, system, yeah. I guess that I disagree with the general politics of it, but I do agree people that commit crimes should probably be punished somehow. Yeah. Uh, how I'm not sure. I'm not a fucking poli sci major. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm all. I, there's this also is the, beyond uh, the remit of a fucking. This kook. is big talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm also, you know, there is also the point to be made that, you know, a lot of pedophiles never act on their their impulses. A lot of pedophiles feel actively quite sickened and ashamed of their, their thoughts and feelings and are terrified to seek help because there's stigma against saying, hi, I, I have pedophilic thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Which is upsetting. I'm sure, I'm almost certain Louis Theroux did a good documentary on exactly this mm. um but yeah that's it it's like mo most people with pedophilic tendencies don't act on it and uh that's largely because there's a stigma and the fear that they'll be fucking immediately locked up yeah i mean uh, what do you do do you go to a friend and say i have pedophilic thoughts well they're not your friend anymore yeah especially if they have children of their own they're gonna go i'm sorry about that but i can't let you near my children anymore yeah um, and, and like, I, I I guess I cannot understand that, but at the same time, like, yeah, I don't know, give sick people help. Yeah, and as well, I think for a lot of people, it's this big alien thing. Like, ooh, it's probably like a, like there's probably so few of them, and like it's you know that's why it's just it's way more like statistically, I believe I heard before, one in twenty people have like pedophilic tendencies that's five percent of the general population that is more common than redheads and that's not meant to freak anyone that's out. that's like 1.3 of our listeners <laughs> uh-oh no i'm j a joke um but yeah i think people have a, a very a tendency to really kind of alienate it and push it back in their head and they're like oh well that's like it's, you know, human nature. I can understand mm. why you'd want to do that. And like I say, I'm not trying to freak anyone out with that statistic, but it's just more about an exercise in thinking, hey, like, you know, these, like, these people do exist, and they exist more than you think they exist, and, like, y you know, like you say, there's such a stigma that people are afraid to seek help for it, and that's not good. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. That's gonna lead to more people who you know, with the proper help, might never act on it, acting on it, and it's going to lead to more people who, with the proper help, might not, uh, falling into, you know, serious depressions, maybe even suicidal depressions, and whatnot, because of, you know, like I say, m a lot of people with pedophilic tendencies actively dislike the fact that they have those tendencies. Yeah. Like, actively feel like that's not normal, that's shameful, and, 
you know, one way or another, that will manifest as not good things. So, you know, help is something that should be sought, but, you know, the system isn't really there for that. Yeah. I mean, this is why uh, stigmas around, like, most things are bad, I'm going to say. Like, uh, like even, I don't know, you compare it to something like, obviously the kind of discourse around mental health and mental well-being is so much greater than it was even yeah. like a handful of years ago but you know there definitely would be Jack it's okay not to feel okay <laughs> thank you Butchie uh, you know there could be someone who say they start hearing uh, voices and obviously there's a stigma around kind of you know not so much nowadays but there is still a stigma around mental health and uh, like schizophrenia and stuff like that yeah uh, some people might be afraid to seek help for that. It's the same thing. It just it perpetuates fucking like internalizing all that kind of shame or fear that that person's feeling, and then that all pops out in some sort of destructive behavior, which could have been prevented if they felt like they had a safe place to go and seek help for that. Yep, I think I feel like we're going in circles with it now, and I think the general idea is there. But yeah, yeah. uh. You know, hopefully we haven't been cancelled yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure someone will take this out of context and be like, so they're saying that paedophiles should be allowed to be paedophiles. Someone's like, got a clip just that. Just you saying that oh, right Oh, no! <laughs> I think Coolsville sucks. Oh, no! Oh, no! I mean, I, there's plenty more to... Like, honestly, if you're going that far to cancel me, most of my takes in context are enough to cancel <laughs> me, you fucking... Oh, I yeah. probably can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, pedophilia bad. You know, fucking these people are still human beings. We human should still beings, treat them like human beings. Yeah, human beings deserve human rights. Yeah, that it's in the fucking name, brother. Yeah, I was uh, scrolling through, uh, uh, you know, doom scrolling through a post about uh, a, a, a trans woman, a sixteen-year-old trans woman who was. Uh, denied access to the bathroom of their gender by their school and as a result you know didn't feel comfortable and safe going to that school and as a result was declared a truant by the state and was uh you know taken uh... into foster care by the police and uh one of the comments there was just you know misgendering them and being nasty and uh and someone replied to that with just the word empathy <laughs> uh <laughs> To which they replied to that with, yes, for humans. Which, uh... Oh, fuck. I, uh, I hate to, uh, you know, play the genocide card here. Yeah. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure dehumanization is on there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely on genocide bingo. Uh, fuck it's me. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's... You know, never attribute to malice what you can reasonably contribute to ignorance. But there's sometimes where you're just, you know, people, people are just being nasty for the sake of it. And guys, like, I get it. Being angry can be fun, but doesn't it get exhausting? Being angry is so exhausting. I know. Like, it can be fun in short bursts, you know. <laughs> sometimes you need to release some pent-up energy, and that's fine. But, you know, like, being nice is good, too. What's What's wrong with other people being happy? <laughs> Go of a wank. You did go, uh, learn how to BMX. Take a running jump. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the above. Just and and just get get some empathy while you're at it. Oh God. 
so, yeah, this has been a, a politics-filled episode in a, an unusual term for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think we've said anything quite cancelable yet. Uh, I've, I'm sure someone will find a way. Yeah. Uh, no one listens to these anyway. Should we move on to the mailbag? Mailbag! Oh boy, oh boy. It's the mailbag! <laughs> Okay, so our one and only question comes from, say it with me now, Joe to Earth. (laughs) Who wins in a twerk-off naked with oil? As in between the two of us? All the information's on the task. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's not often that I back myself, but I have got a fat ass. (laughs) I've got a fat everything. (laughs) Like, I've... um... Well, I say recently, within the last year, someone has described my butt and legs as a capital P. <laughs> so, <laughs> but lest you forget, I have experience with little butchy dances. <laughs> you do. It's not uh, quite a twerk, but it is arguably it, funnier. It's it is funnier, and there is a lot of butt going on with that little butchy dance, and uh, whoo. Yeah, you got it. You got to admit, I might have you beat. Yeah. It's a tricky one, but it's, uh, I, I feel like maybe that should be, <laughs> no, I'm not going to, it's a split decision. I, I was, I was going to say, uh, we could put in a new Patreon tier <laughs> where if, if someone pays enough money, we will, we will find out for real. We will do a tour of naked with oil. Are we allowed Merkins or are we just going uh, <laughs> full hog? You can, you, you can wear a Merkin if you like. I'll say Merkins are, uh, optional. I mean, you know, I'm more thinking about what would make you less comfortable. I don't want you to feel intimidated. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going Merkless. <laughs> Mer- All right, I guess we're going Merkless. Uh, I'll well, I'll make a stretch call. If we get to a hundred dollar, a hundred euros consecutive Patreons, we will release a video, uh, uncensored to our Patreons, uh, of us doing a naked twerk off with oil. Type of oil yet to be decided. Uh, I'm I'm picking coconut. Peanut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just the first one that came to my my head, but I guess I'm, I guess I'm stuck with it yeah. now, uh, because it sounds a bit like penis. Uh, uh, imagine you fried us. Mm. So yeah, uh, 100 euros. <laughs> you heard it here first. We get to 100 euros consecutive on our Patreon. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, so. Speaking of which, our first patron is Mrs. H. Our second patron is Andy Kinsler. And our third patron is Joe Rodden. Joe Rodden. Yeah, we have a third patron. Yeah. What the? What the? How did? Uh, yeah. Huh? Who? Oh, uh, what? What? What happened? Who's here? Joe's here. <laughs> Joe's always here. Good to have you, Joe. Yeah. He'll be joining us for at least one episode this year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. This is news to me. Oh, yeah. It's it's a film I, I've i never heard of before that he suggested, and it turns out it fits... It, <laughs> at least its title fits thematically with something else we're doing this year. Oh, great. So, uh... Thanks, Joe. <laughs> so, I guess we're gonna have to do that. Uh, Joe knows. Joe knows. Of course Joe knows. 
so yeah, those are, those are the patrons. If you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash freebeansoutpod. That is the word free and donate one euro or more per month. We'll get your name right out in this section. You can donate more and get other rewards. You can join us and Joey in uh, in our exclusive Discord chat for just five euros. Uh, why you'd want to do that is beyond me. As Joey himself said, did I seriously pay four euro extra to join a group chat that I was already a member of? Lame. <laughs> <laughs> he should have read the fine print. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash free bean salad pod. And so, comes to teaser time. Next episode, free pizza. Free pizza. Free pizza. If you know, you know. Free pizza. We're watching 30 minutes or less? No. Free pizza. I don't know any other movies about pizza, really. Oh, this was... As I said uh, to you, we uh, I, I demand, not request, demand that we eat pizza whilst watching this movie. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give our audience another hint. This is a hint you won't get because I don't think you watch them, but uh, fantastic content creator Nick Spears uh, once did a uh, disturbing movies tier list and had to create a new tier when this, <laughs> when this film came up. Uh, she created a tier that she simply called fucking wow <laughs> which is where this movie goes well, and you know what i can't agree anymore cool. well so, free pizza free pizza <laughs> Thank you.